Hey guys, it's Tati. Welcome back to another Real Views podcast episode here on the channel. If you guys have been here before or if you have, please hit that subscribe button and notification bell to be notified of any new episodes here on the channel and or through Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, CastBox. We're on every platform. You can listen on on the go, in the car, on a bike ride, wherever you are, we are available. Before we get into today's topics, I do want to wish and, and hope that you guys had a great Memorial Day weekend with your family and or like your friends, whoever, and thank everybody that is in active duty for their service and also the veterans for their service. Today, we're just going to get into some good topics today. We're going to get into just my commentary on these two great, phenomenal works of art, Everything Everywhere All at Once, that was released on March 25th in the States, and Stranger Things Volume 1 has just been released. I finished all seven episodes that have been put out so far obviously i just realized they're having a volume two coming out um in in july early july so if you guys have this this will be there will be spoilers in here if you guys haven't watched that both either either the movie or stranger things i definitely say go watch it before you listen to this so that's your uh, trigger warning that is your disclaimer um yeah, let's just get into, I want to get into everything everywhere all at once first. I want to just compare the two and say that when watching either one of these, you know, the series Stranger Things Volume 1, um, Season 4, and the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once, I feel like your brain and your mind is going literally everything, like everywhere, at all, like all the time throughout the movie because it's in a, it's in a, it's in a metaverse. There's different Evelyns, there's different realities. She's breaking, she, I feel like she just break. she just, she doesn't break the third wall or anything or the fourth wall, but she breaks like her reality. She realizes there's so many different <laughs> aspects of her and, and, and aspects of like her that she can live in, that she can live as. Um, it's, it's a tongue twister of a, of a title, I can't hold you. As, as, as much as of a tongue twister of a title it is, is just is the same as the movie. Like I feel like the movie itself is just going. A lot of things are happening. It it mixes like action and drama, romance, heartbreak, um, cultural differences, um, generational differences within within the the immigrated the immigrated family, and you know just showing like a, the life of of immigrants and and the fact that they're not just one dimensional i feel like that shows that they're not it shows so well that we can't look at um every family the same so everything every everything everywhere all at once i watched the movie a couple weeks back with my sister and visiting my dad in new york and have been craving to speak on um speak on it ever since being a computer science major and chinese major i was pleased to hear that they decided to have a mixture of cantonese mandarin and english as languages used in the movie so like literally watching the movie listening to the cantonese listening to the mandarin um they weren't exact translations they obviously had the subtitles but they weren't exact translations and knowing the the mandarin itself already it, it made it more funny for me because i could hear and know exactly what they were saying already and it was fun. It was just a fun thing to have. So I'm happy that I'm, I learned Chinese. I'm happy that that's one of my majors and that I do. I, I can't wait to go to China for real. I have to go to China because at this point, at this point, I'm going to just go just I'm going to just go to Asia in general. I want to see all of Asia. 
they have so many like i just know the culture is so much different i just think the eastern civilization it's a little different obviously and there's different things in china that might i might not have the luxury of having that i might have in the states so it might it might you know i feel like learning other languages and also like going to other countries helps you appreciate where your home is and where you live um the one thing that i did get to appreciate this weekend that i uh, of memorial day weekend was my birth my brother's birthday we went to legoland and i got myself a bunch of harry potter stuff and a, and a bunch of lego stuff and i it definitely sparked my like love for legos again um i got this harry potter defense against the dark arts um i don't know it's a, it's a lego set it's like a book and it has hermione it has neville got neville longbottom professor moody in it and i can't wait to finish i wanted to do it on camera but i don't feel like doing that today so i'm gonna finish this when i get back home um yeah, I have another one too. Like I, I'm just, I might just do it on camera when I'm like doing my little podcast. But yeah, I definitely recommend you pick if you're if you love Legos and it's been a minute since you've touched a Lego or built anything and you want to just have fun with yourself and chill and have a vibe, buy a Lego set just 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 to build. It definitely like, what's the word? Gets your brain going in a passive way. It can't hold you. Like it helps you build. It helps you have fun. So yeah, um, back to the movie. I want to say that, oh yeah, what I was saying about Legoland is that I saw so many different kinds of cultures at Legoland. We went to Orlando, we're in Florida right now, but we went to Orlando and where Legoland is, and there were so many different kinds of races and, and people, and, I, and that's one thing I do appreciate about the States is that you I don't know if you'll ever find another country or another place or another like city or whatever in any other place that there is so much diversity like it's a melting pot here we are there's black people there's there's you know there's hispanic people there's there's um asian people you know people of all different backgrounds basically and to see the grown-ups coexisting was cool but really what i really loved was that the kids showed kind of showed us how we're supposed to be living with each other because they didn't know each other they saw each other for like literally four days i was there for four days and the kids there were were so sweet to each other they played with each other they were so nice i had this one instance like we were in the elevator this little boy he's so cute he, he looked at my brother, he was like, nice to see you, bro, like, nice to see you, nice to meet you, and he gave my brother a hug, they they hugged, and it was just like, they never see, saw each other before, that that moment, and that moment just, it was like, oh, I wanted to cry, I was like, that's, that's what real love is, that's what we, that's what living in love and, and harmony, and I feel like, I feel like we have that purity at a young age, and then we lose it, and obviously we have grown-ups running the world, and, and I don't think they're running the world very well, but... We have grown-ups running the world, and a lot of people are in poverty and sick and, and don't have food, and I feel like it's the kids. We need to protect them all at all times. We need to protect them. We need to love them. We need to show them. We need to protect them from the horrors of the world that, that I t I'm telling you. Like, I feel like if we, if we look at the kids, they could inspire us, but that's another discussion for another day. I just think that... Um, I don't know, I just keep the kids pure, man. Keep the kids pure. Generations to come, you know, that's the next generation. That's the next the next leaders. And I hope they still have that sense of love and that sense of care as they grow and they keep it. 
um, I hope it's protected. I hope that, but the world itself is just such a scary place that it just turns you a little, a little cynical sometimes. It can turn you cynical. It can turn you into someone that doesn't see the world in its rightful beauty sometimes. But back to the the movie at hand, the leading actress who plays Evelyn, Michelle Yeoh, who also played the mom in Crazy Rich Asians, which I also loved. Um, it was so cool seeing her again in, the, in a leading role this time, and she had an amazing job, and she did an amazing job portraying all the kinds of Evelyns that existed in this reality, in this metaverse. It was like a metaverse. It was like different Evelyns in different timelines, and I feel like if you really like go through your spiritual journey, you realize that every version that you love and want for yourself is already existing. You just have to meet them there. You have to meet yourself in that reality so that's what i feel like the movie itself gave me it gave me a sense of like oh this is confirmation like this is like this is exactly what the spiritual awakening would be like even at the end when she puts the um the googly eye right in the center of her nose and in the center of her forehead it's just like okay her third eye is open she can see she can see everything everywhere all at once literally so you are literally you're you're dictating your reality you are the director you are the the co-star you are the leading role you are the the per you know you're everything you're literally everything i hope you know this like you exist in this reality but you are with it you live within it and you live <laughs> you li like it's, it's such a complicated way to like to to explain what this reality is um and i feel like that movie shows you exactly exactly and portrays exactly what i'm trying to convey especially just like her finally realizing that like she can she can tap into the evelyn that does kung fu she can tap into the evelyn that's super confident and doing movies and being a star she can tap into the evelyn that does this and that and that she can tap into every portion of herself because you are lim like you're limitless you have su such potential and 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 it, and it can be dimmed of course and can be shadowed by things like in her in her first reality that she believed she was in she was worried about the irs audit she was worried about her laundromat she was taking up all she was taking off all the googly eyes her husband who she was having issues with in the you know in the beginning of the movie um she was taking it all off because she was taught like she was i think she, she was getting ready for the audit and she was also like very stressed but then once she like once the like it just it's just a crazy movie i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say exactly what happened to me, the, the story highlights um, that Asian women and the Asian community are far from one-dimensional. Um, it shows how, like, you can say <laughs> they're not just, they're not, they shouldn't be portrayed in films and or, like, life itself in just one way. And I feel like this film touches every which way the Asian community and or, like, just people in general are. They're not, we're not one-dimensional. We, we literally shine from each, from very, we're like chrysalises, we're like, you know, you know, a butterfly about a, about a fly out, transformative, you know, very metamorphic, 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 you know, we can, we can always change, we can always evolve, there's no stopping us, even Pokemon can evolve past the, past, you know, the, the, the highest evolution, you can keep, I bet you they keep evolving, they can keep evolving if they wanted to, just like us, um, but yeah, the, the movie opens up with the Wong family at the laundromat and telling you, you know, Evelyn was upset. She was she was stressed. It, you could see in the character how she changed from the beginning to the end. And you could see that the character development throughout the whole movie it was dope. It was really cool. 
you saw how Evelyn and her daughter Joy had a had some tension, didn't have the best um, the best relationship, especially. I mean, I believe they all came to America. I, I believe Joy is also an immigrant, but she also was in, in America. She's a basically, you know, she's Americanized a little bit. So she, she has that perspective compared to her dad, her dad and her mom and her great and her grandpa, because they're, they're very, you know, in that culture. And they know the culture more, more than Joy. You know, the, the, the tension between Joy and Evelyn throughout the movie is shown because Joy wants to... Joy wants to like wreck it all because she doesn't believe that there's any point to it. And I feel like Joy in the movie had an ego death. Joy realized that nothing matters. Like nothing even matters. How, you know, Lauren Hill sang in that song, nothing matters. And there's two, there's two, two sides of that. There's two sides of that coin. I feel like you can either believe that everything matters or you can believe that nothing matters. And I feel like nothing matters is more like a cynical way of looking at it. When you can, if you think of that, if you really realize, you can use you can use your body, you can use your mind to manipulate the world. Instead, instead of saying that it's oh nothing matters, let me use that that ideal that I that that knowledge to my advantage and make my reality the best reality that I want it to be. You know what I mean? So she could have used it for good, and at the end, she realizes that. So. Um, yeah, I definitely recommend this movie. I definitely recommend you guys check it out. It definitely does highlight truly what spirituality is. Show, shows what um, in depth what like the life of immigrants coming to America and the and the generation the generation of love and even the at the end the, there was nothing to fear. The grandpa embraced joy embraced her girlfriend that was one of the fears joy's joy had of of telling her grandpa that she um had a partner and and even evelyn had that fear of telling her her father that because he's a a generation above them and and has that old way of thinking or they believe to have that old way of thinking um they went through every reality, bro. They were rocks. They had they went through rea- realities. Even the even the writer here says that like they had one where they had hot dogs for hands and they found love in that reality and oh, Jim, you know who else was in this movie that I love? Jamie Lee Curtis. I love Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween. I love Jamie Lee Curtis in Freaky Friday. I love Jamie Lee Curtis. Like she can do a lot. She can she's funny, she's charismatic. She can she's a great actress. Like I just She's still going, and I feel like, you know, she's actually, actually, what, oh, actually 63 now, um, and she's born November 22nd, 1958, I believe that's Sagittarius, that's crazy, I love it, um, I don't know too much about this woman, but that's, I just know that I love her as an actress, because she's in my favorite movies, which is Halloween, um, as starring as the sister, but yeah, she's she's amazing. I feel like she she added to the funny. She added. She even did some action. She's been, she's done action before, but she's still going at the ages she is. And I feel like that's. I'm not trying to say ageism or anything, but I feel like people think that if you're a certain age, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be you shouldn't be working anymore. You should be retired. You should be you know sleeping laying down having you know grandchildren to take care of whatever they think you should be doing but jamie lee curtis james hong they're still doing the things that they love to do even in an age that 
normally would be looked at as time to to sit down time to lay to time to you're 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 letting yourself no they're not letting themselves go they're they're continuously using their art their their art their gift to act and i would be doing this if this is my passion of course i would be continuously doing this till i till i roll over man i that's what i would do but yeah um definitely recommend the movie definitely think that you guys should check it out i don't want to say too too much other than the fact that it is an amazingly filmed and written movie i think that it comes with funny it comes with horror it comes with literally horror i was i I was scared at some times i was scared at some points um it is it's dramatic it's it's romantic you see the love of the mother and the and the daughter finally you know building that real like realizing she she didn't give the love she needed to give to joy she didn't accept joy the way she needed to accept joy she didn't give her the validation she even almost said like almost at the end was like back into her old ways where she would have been like just go like it's you know like your parents want to say one thing but they don't say it like your parents want to say i love you but they don't say i love you they'll give you food like the way immigrant parents talk to us is just so funny it's just the way that they operate it's because you know how their parents talk to them and you know we got to change that as new the new generation we're 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 showing them in their and and giving them an awareness of of their actions and hopefully you are talking to your parents about how they talk to you or about how they how they communicate with you and talk to them about um, healthier ways to talk to you, healthier ways to communicate because they're learning too and they and they had you you know they had you like they have you to teach them. It should be you know shouldn't at, when you get older it should be like okay now I have keys for you mom now I can tell you about um, certain things that you do and I, that I've witnessed over the years or a father like you know what I mean like just in your own daily lives like you can you can talk to them about what you've picked up on what's not healthy what is healthy and you know this is like a self-awareness that they might not have that you can like educate them on overall loved the movie definitely recommend it yeah i don't want to say too much of it too much because i don't think i have anything else to say about it i don't want to say too much after that um it was just overall amazing and i i do want to watch it again i would totally watch it again I think that this is this is something you can rewatch and rewatch and rewatch and not get bored. Literally, so much stuff is happening. It's there's there's color. It's just so many things. Like it's just so many things that are happening all at once. Like literally, the the title tells you exactly what's going on, and you what and kind of what to expect. So yeah, I definitely recommend it, and I'll let you guys check it out before I say anything more. Let's move on to Stranger Things, which also is like a mind bender because this, they split up the cast this time. They had some of the cast in California. They had some of the cast back in Hawkins. They had some of the cast um, in Russia. Like, mom, like, I'm telling you, there's gonna be spoilers. There, it was everywhere. Like, they had them split up, but it was cool because it kind of, and they added like a couple more characters and people that allowed for more fun and comedic and comedic um a comedic feel to the movie we obviously see it opens up with you know millie bobby brown who plays 11 and um will byers and we had the mom there the the brother billy wasn't wasn't exactly there but was there um because obviously max had some like flashbacks to to that and she was going through her own thing um Overall, Stranger Things season four, I feel like was one of the most, out of all of the seasons, was the most different. 
yet the most mm, the most evolved I feel like obviously every every season as it keeps going it progresses and progresses and it gets way better like I would think like you don't know how they're going to top their last one I I don't know how they're going to top this one but volume two is coming out in July 14th so we're excited for that I might play a little bit of the trailer for you guys we got Jim back. Jim isn't dead. We knew that from the last season, but Jim is back, and they got him out. And Dr. Martin's back to help Eleven this time. And we obviously hear and see the story of Eleven from from at first before watching. I thought that Eleven like was a bad person. Like they started off showing the 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 trailer or like the sneak peek to it if you see it on YouTube of her just in a bloody like. A bloody mess she she it looked like she was the one who did all that horrible horrible things in the in the in the, the research lab but it wasn't even her at the end you realize that she ended up i don't even know if she made the the upside down but she put vecna in the upside down which probably was a reality that already existed and she just tapped into it and pushed him in and now he lives in that reality which is just so crazy because obviously we know Eleven is so much more powerful than Vecna, so much more powerful, so much more powerful. So we know that she's going to be the winner at the end of it. At obviously good, good versus evil, good's gonna win. And at Eleven, we know in the next volume she's gonna have to, she's gonna have to, you know, get her powers back. Doctor Martin is helping her with that, and and I still don't know if he's a villain or not. Still don't know what he's, what he has up his sleeve because obviously when we're watching the season there's something he's not telling her all the way seemingly you'll see if you watched it but seemingly there's still something he's not telling her and i'm not too sure if he's a bad guy or a good guy now can't really tell i can't really tell he's, he was hurting the kids yes he was trying to help them develop their powers yes but i don't know i don't know ask me again in the future ask me again Ask me again in the next volume when I I'll review the next volume as well. I love Robin in this one too. She she changed a little bit. I'm still waiting for her to come out and tell everybody. I mean, I mean she don't got to tell everybody, but like the way Steve has to like tiptoe around the fact that um she doesn't like men <laughs> is a little is, you know. Eh. But then again, I forgot the eight, the year that they're living in. I it's the 80s. I'm not sure if that's like a time where this was acceptable because even will's in hiding quote-unquote i'm not sure if he dismisses his friend mike or if he has a crush on mike i can't tell i can't tell and i don't want to presume anything um all i know is the cast has grown they look a little different of course but what are we what are we to expect that you're not gonna have the same baby face you know they're gonna they're gonna grow into their into their features they're growing they're growing women they're growing women and men you know they're they're growing they're growing up um even erica looks so much different this season i was like well you were just a kid two seconds ago like you were just so young before and now and now you're like ah you're about to be a woman it's crazy um and it's just dope to watch all the characters grow and and, and live and and just live on the screen but at, but they're not, they're not stuck to these characters though i hope that like they break out of these characters at some point once the show is officially over and you know find their way in the acting field after this you know we still want them to have jobs we still want them to have you know income we still want them to see we still want to see them on the big screen i still want to see them on the big screen i want to see them in movies 
um yeah so yeah this season was full of <laughs> a lot of stuff there's a lot going on this season um joyce gets a package delivered to her um from russia with the help of you know a russian guard hopper was able to get a message to her just to show her that he's alive ransom was asked for forty thousand dollars murray and joyce go to find them that's when that storyline gets you know cut off from the kids the kids are home 11 ends up going to jail you know they're trying to get her back they're trying to get her thinking that she's the one committing all these like um, assassinations that are happening to these children when it's not even her she's the one trying to be the hero trying to be the person that saves the world and again as always and and then the, the of course the government you know there's two different sides one of them is understanding of that the fact that eleven isn't the one who's doing that one of them is the one that thinks eleven is and she needs to be killed and she's a child like there's no and it's not even like a question they want to go kill her like that was it there was no like oh like He's like, oh, at the end, he's like, oh, which one's possible? Is it a, is it, is it a supernatural occurrence or is is it Eleven doing the assassination? Bro, we already you, have you not have you been where have you been, sir? Like commander, like if you are a commander, where have you been? Season one, season two, season three, we know there's a supernatural being doing horrible things, and the gate, you think it's over, but it's not over. You think it's over, it's not over. You think it's it's not over, like. The dude is, is lost in the sauce. He don't understand that, and he's he's lost in the sauce. That's up to him. He I don't like his character, obviously. Yeah, uh, I, we we just get to see a bunch of stuff. Vecna is is dope. I think that he's a cool like villain that they have going on there. One thing I I wanted to see, and hopefully in the volume two, they'll finally inform the rest of the parents of what's going on, because obviously only Joyce and and Hopper know what's been happening, know about the Russians, know about. 11 and her powers know about what's going on with will know about what you know what's happening with all the kids and none of the kids parents know what's happening so this season the kids are like what's the, the parents are like what's happening where's nancy why are you hanging out with somebody that's supposedly a killer which which they you know they try to make eddie eddie munson who they think that is is a killer um he's the one doing all the the killing of you know going on a spree it started off with um chrissy well, his name is Lieutenant Lieutenant Car Colonel Sullivan. He's annoying. I hate that character. He's so stupid. Like, you go to somebody, you act, the, you ask the doctor who knows about this case, knows about everything, and then you leave to go try to kill a little girl. It don't make no sense. I didn't like him. I get that you have to have two different powers, and you show that there's not, there's obviously nobody's on the same page in the government, at least in the movie or in the show. Sometimes in real life. Um, He's just so stupid. Like he's just lost. Like he could have he could have done it in a whole different way, but he's dumb. He's dumb. He's just dumb. I don't like him, obviously, because he's trying to kill Eleven. I don't want him to kill Eleven. The hell. Then you have Victor Creel, who who is Vecna, who turns into Vecna. That storyline was is cool to see at the end how the dad thought that it was a demonic aura, demonic being, but it was actually his son who had these powers and realized, like I said in the first, like I said, like he had a different um way of thinking he thought in a in a in a very um cynical cynical way of of the reality and realized that his parents are terrible and and and, the, and everybody you know just everybody's 
he had his score. You watch and you see, but we got Hopper back. I'm happy. Eleven is safe. She's doing her thing. Um, she's got her powers back. Mike and the gang in California. Argyle was a cool character to see. Like I said, they had new characters, and Argyle was one of my favorites. He was very funny and comedic. He added that sense of comedy where where we needed it because there was a lot of horrible and, and, and scary things happening in Hawkins at the same time. And then also in Russia, scary things were happening. Hopper was Hopper was doing everything he could try to get to get back to his family, get back to Eleven, get back to Joyce. He kind of talks about how like he feels like every time you know he's near Joyce or any time he tries to have somebody that he loves, he, they always get hurt and and it's sad. But hopefully he realizes that no, everybody, you need love too. You deserve love. Like you know what I mean. Things don't just come to you in life just because like you know just because it's not you're not worthy of it. Like it's not for you. Things don't just come to you just because. I feel like everything has a reason, and I think that Hopper deserves to have love the way he has it in his life right now. Dustin, Max, and Sinclair are together working on their, both of the Sinclairs, Erica too, um, helping, you know, with the stuff that's happening with Eddie, Nancy, Steve, and Robin, who get stuck in the Upside Down, who need their help. Um, Max, obviously, throughout the this portion of the season, was struggling, and, and it shows how she's struggling with um, the death of her older brother, um, older stepbrother, and how she misses him, and, and how it was very traumatic for her. So that is just another, like storyline to it nancy in this season was so badass or this volume one is in 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 general she's been badass but like this season she becomes like i don't know she's just so badass like she's pretending to be things she's writing up um fake like resumes and and trying to get into like these facilities to get basically being an investigator being a a detective and a, a reporter as well like she's smart obviously as a reporter i feel like even though it's not ethical and certain, and there, maybe there's not that many ethics in reporting, I'm not exactly sure, but Nancy just like pushes the envelope and pushes the envelope to try to like get to the bottom of this. Um, and she, she she's just a smart ass kid. Like I feel like every single one of these characters were pushed a little bit more, um, maybe out of their comfort zone, but the great acting, it, you see the development in their acting skills for real. It's, it's amazing as they grow. Steve this time, obviously, he's cool. He's really dope. I didn't really remember him that much in the other seasons, but this season he's having a little bit bigger of a bigger role in this and a more, um, I don't know, he's just more broady and more like I want. He's not that same guy from the season from season one who, who was mean to everyone and just was wanting to be the popular kid and things like that. And he's more like, he's more chill. He's more chill, dude more humble guy i would say and i think nancy and him might get back together we'll see what happens with that robin's dope we already know about her like she doesn't have the biggest role in it but her character has developed since last season for sure and erica erica is badass too she's always been bad she's always been badass though she's always had that mouth she's always been that um has has always had that confidence um and yeah, they have her. They have her playing with the boys and, and being a part of it more this this season for sure. Eddie Munson just a comedic fool. Like he's funny. He's weird, outcast. Um, 
and Argyle, he's just been funny. I've been told, I said that already. Jason, oh my God, scary, bro. Jason Carver and his boys who go around, you know, he thinks that he, he thinks Eddie is some kind of Satanist and stuff like that. Jason's one of those boys, boys that think that, I mean, he's a, he's definitely great at like giving speeches and talking. He definitely uses his vernacular very well. It's just, he scares me a little bit. Like he's one of those villains that like you would think is a good guy, but he's he's not. Like he's one of the he's like another villain to me. He feels I feel like he doesn't know all the facts and he just wants to like hurt people because he's obviously hurt by Chrissy dying and things like that. But it's something for not and it happened in front of his eyes. It couldn't have been Eddie, but of course he he wants to believe what he wants to believe because he wants to blame it on someone. He wants it to be the outcast that. He doesn't want it. He doesn't believe in, in, he literally says he doesn't believe in nothing, nothing supernatural and things like that. So he definitely wants to do something. But yeah, I recommend this season. I know everybody's been fanatic about the the episodes. And I think every episode is just, it's pretty long. It's like there are hours, there are an hour and, a, and some change. And I don't know, it's just a lot. It's a lot in one season. I think I have to rewatch it. But those were my, those that is my re- initial reaction. That is my re- initial thoughts to the, to the show and to the movie, everything, everywhere, all at once. And I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you guys enjoyed those two um, works of art. And I hope you guys check them out. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Love you guys so much. See you. Blast off. Thank you for watching another Worldviews podcast episode here on the channel. If you are not yet subscribed, hit that subscribe button and notification bell to be notified of any new podcasts and or content coming from this channel. If you want to listen to the podcast on the go, go right ahead and hit the description box. You will find a link to Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, and Spotify. We hope that you are doing well. And with love, I send you my blessings. See you in the next episode. Blast off.